Welcome to Tips and Sips, Tips and Sips, an excellent cigar experience. I am your host, Brandon Thompson, and these are my co-hosts, Ashley Young hey, and Monty Perry. What's happening, people? How y'all doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. I feel much better. I had a strap earlier this week, <coughs> but I am over that part, so I feel much better. I feel like I'm back to 100%. So. Well, I'm glad you're doing better. I'm glad yes. to be back. <laughs> glad to know you're fine, Ashley. Yeah. And we love to see you smoking a cigar again real soon. Yes, yes, coming soon. I'm not today. I was going to give my throat a little rest since it was a little still irritated, but we're going to be back smoking for the next podcast, y'all. I got y'all. Speaking of which, what are you guys smoking today? I am smoking a Perdomo Sun Grown 10th Anniversary. This is my first time having a cigar. Matter of fact, I think Mrs. Ayers just opened it up. Yeah. So. I'm smoking, and what are you smoking, Marty? Uh I'm smoking my good old faithful Judge. Is that a Judge? Where's yeah. the label? I tore it off already. Dwight told me quit letting everybody know what I smoke. It's too early. Yeah, so you gotta get halfway down. Howard told me to take it off, so I, took I don't it feel off. good if I don't have a label on it. I was just trying to please him since I've not talked to him in over a month. I feel like I'm somebody when I have a label. That's true. You know what I'm it saying? Makes you feel good yeah, when you got a label like, on it. Yeah, it looks like it's this You're old. like a basic bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, some, somebody rolled up in the backyard yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, some old Marine yeah. rolled this up on while he's in the jungle yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, so Howard, he needs to keep his damn mouth shut. I'm going to keep my damn label on my cigar. So we haven't had a podcast in a while. Uh, <coughs> my grandmother passed recently, so we, we took a break. And we are back now. We are at Pipes and Pleasures. As always, glad to be back. <laughs> yes. Um, how's y'all's week been? Mine's been all right. I, it, I mean, like I said, I missed a couple of days, but it's been really nice weather. It's been great temperatures, so I've been feeling good for, for, for me. This, this is what I thrive in. It's, it's the hot weather, so. It is hot as fish grease. <laughs> I think it cooled down a lot, though. I'm about to say, I think that's what I mean. Like, it's like a perfect temperature for me. Like, this is what I want my whole summer to look like. <laughs> that thing cooled down. Did you have a, have a busy week, Mom? Oh, I was busy this week. Nobody weighed what they said they was going to weigh. And they always had somebody on the third floor. And no way to get the cot in and out. So it's a lot of work today. Well, clarify what you, because they're probably like, what? what? What do you do? Oh, I pick up dead bodies. Yes. <laughs> so and, so uh, for, for those people, that didn't make sense. That's why he said all those yeah, things. Yeah, it's, it's always a mess. But you always try to maintain a sense of professionalism, dealing with somebody's loved one. Today I picked up a lady, and I went out to my car to get my equipment. <coughs> and next door... This lady was calling my name. And I was like, don't nobody know me out here. Turn around. I picked her dad up on Tuesday. Oh, wow. And she came over. She wanted to talk to me. It's like 95 degrees outside. And I'm drenched wet. And she wanted to come over and hug me. And you wearing a suit and shit. Yeah. And I'm being, I'm trying to be as nice as I can. And I'm real nice to her. She was a nice lady, though. And she wanted to keep talking for 10 minutes outside. And I'm like, oh, my God. Please shut up so I can get in here. But I'm, I like to know. I mean, it's good to know that somebody... Uh, Appreciates what I do. That's, a fact. That's cool. Well, I had a busy week. I'm an exterminator, as everybody knows. And I feel like bed bugs are like on the rise. Really? You know what I'm saying? Because I've been dealing with those. Like a few fire stations had them. Really? Okay. Yeah, a few police cool. stations. That's why I would never go to a movie theater. 
Really? Okay, because I have this. When when I <laughs> the last time I went to movie theater, I saw a Quiet Place too, mm-hmm. and I took my flashlight out and searched all through that seat. <laughs> the fact that I know that. He actually did that, y'all. Like, no, he's not kidding. <laughs> we said he actually went out the flashlight. But I got this phobia now. <laughs> and it came just from, from my job. Really? You know, I'm just like paranoid Okay, wait, now. wait, wait. Look, quiet as cat. I went to Pickerington movies recently. What they, they all right? I never have. I've never seen any in a movie theater, but I'm just paranoid. Paranoid about, okay. You know so I'm going to say, let me know Yeah, now. I've never <laughs> seen any in a movie theater. But it's just the fact that, it, like, People sit there all the time, yeah. you know, they don't come in there and clean it out for, for, for bed right. bugs, you know, so you never know what right. somebody What's has on them, bed bugs are hitchhikers. They so, switched the um, seats on there in there too, they're, they're, right. they're the leather now, mm-hmm. um, other than the cloth, because I used to um, fear, not necessarily bed bugs, which is odd, but lights, somebody, I ruined my total movie experience, because before then, I had never thought about it, and they were like, yeah, uh, put your hood up. And I was like, well, what? For what? He was like, because you, um, you might get lights. And I'm like, when I say that, it has changed my, like, I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go through the drive right. movie from here on out. That's crazy. Great. <laughs> so my brother just walked in. <laughs> So my brother Chaz just walked in. in. He's my actual brother. Uh, Younger than me. What's up? What's up, man? How How you you doing? doing? It's another day. How was your week? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. There's only a few people in the shop right now, but it's really loud. It sounds like there's a whole bunch of people. But there's not. Ashley, you dropped that door. Oh. No. I feel All superior right. when I sit up off top. We're back now. We got a little unorganized, but we are back now. Back together. So, like I said, this is my brother Chaz. Everybody calls him Xavier, but I call him Chaz. He's four years younger than me. He does not smoke cigars. He like he he's got baby lungs. <laughs> <laughs> So, I was going to say, so speaking on that, though, real quick, um, what made you make the decision, or was it easy, I guess, to make the decision not to smoke anything? I mean, that could expand cigars and everything else, but was that an easy decision for you? Yeah, I don't I don't smoke or drink. I just, I think from seeing people around me, mm-hmm. and plus, everybody know I used to work at a club, be a bouncer for a while. Uh, okay. um, so, being able to see that. Brought a lot to my eyes. <laughs> it opened my eyes up a lot of things. And too. you had never tried it ever either. Never. Interesting. Never had a shot or drink. Never smoked it. Anything yeah. like that. However, I'm a person of my, my sense of smell. Okay. If I don't like it, I don't do it. Um. <laughs> so. And alcohol clearly does not smell good. <laughs> no, not at all. So. It depends on what kind of alcohol it is. <laughs> It depends on your, I feel like on your uh, taste buds, because, you know, some liquor doesn't smell too good to me, but some, like, tequila always smells great, of course. I have never drank a liquor that I thought tasted good. It, well, liquor smell doesn't good. taste good either. Smell good or taste good. It's never <coughs> taste good to me. It's just... Liquor? 
Yeah. It's all of it's just gross. So you're forcing you yourself. You kind of question yourself, like, why do I do this to right, myself? Right, like, you know, right. As I do it. As, yeah. right. as he puts a drink in his Obviously, but, but you've never said, mm, this is good. This is great. Yeah, yeah no, no one says that about Everybody's liquor. got that frowny face when they take not, a drink. Yeah, that, there's no such thing as like good, really liquor, in my opinion. Right. You, you when still somebody says good bike. liquor, it's like strong liquor. Yeah. Not, this is, this is good. Yeah, like it tastes like yeah. Kool Aid or something. Like, right, no, right. no. <laughs> this so, shit is gross. Bro. So I'm when y'all say it. y'all about to go out and get messed up, mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on that? Knowing y'all are about to get into something that doesn't taste good. Well, you don't do it for the taste. <laughs> You, what? you do it for the hat. You just, but you just said it. We about to go out and get messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's your thoughts. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we gonna it, go do. You, know? you gonna have a good time getting there. Right. Good time. Good, get, good time getting home. Honestly, but that's that's what I think. I don't. I don't think like, oh yeah, it's just, the, the tequila's gonna taste great tonight because it's not. It's it's not. Right. But getting there. To w- what it makes you feel is fun, honestly. And once you get that buzz, then it starts tasting good. <laughs> you gotta get <laughs> you can't taste it. Tastes like water. <laughs> that's like, that's when the taste goes. You taste right. like water. That's that's what happens. But you, I mean, you can mix drinks, and I mean, a lot of people do. And you know, if they really, really cannot stand the flavor, they mix drinks. So that's a way to kind of get over that. And there's some good mixed drinks. I've had some really, really good mixed drinks that they're dangerous because you can't taste the liquor. So. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give me a Long Island like that any day. Long Island is one. So, what do you do for a living? Me, I am a facility service electrician and technician for L Brands. Okay. So, what do you do for a living? Break that down for the people because. <laughs> you do in layman's terms technician so i fix things i inspect diagnose troubleshoot repair replace parts components so you work at the limited you said right right is that that's a victoria's secret correct do you ever see the models no they're in a different building oh so they they are are but they they do come through well, they have their place, but obviously they keep them, you know. They keep them away from you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so when they come through, something always breaks in the area they're in. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to go fix this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never been exposed to that because I'm not even in that building, so I have no idea about that. Um, I just watch the product go around and make sure nothing breaks and keep it up and going. They send out quite a bit every day. Oh, I'm, I'm it sure speaks on the fact of women literally buy that much underwear. It's underwear. Mm-hmm. You need a lot of it. So what are the perks? Like, do you get? Because you know, you are um, engaged. Right. So does your fiance get anything? Like, get a discount? Do you get something? Free I try anything? to limit most of it because I know she'll go crazy. Real. <laughs> 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 I don't want to go overboard. <laughs> yeah. 
I know she'll go crazy. Wait, so, okay, so what you said, the, the women, you're surprised the women buy that much underwear. Like, do men not buy that many pairs? Hell no. Oh. I mean, I've got about 20 pairs of drawers. Right, my drawers are like six in rotation <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. My drawers are winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ourselves a little bit more on point and, and from what a lot of women know um, or have been told that you know of course they the matching sets and stuff are nice and to have nice underwear on in case you have an occasion mm-hmm. that arise you know you're you're prepared so that's you gotta have a man don't care what kind of drawers you got <laughs> you can take them off. right never has a woman Undressed, and the man said, "Oh no, <laughs> we can't do this. You got a boring. I'm out of here. Right? <laughs> I mean, so maybe it's more for what we think in our mind yeah, that you guys care about. Let me put, let me put it like that because that yeah, that's why we buy those. And I am really, to be honest with you, um, having this conversation with a lot more girls. A lot of women are are now into because they're not dating, so they're buying them for themselves. Really, um." To make themselves feel sexy. Mm-hmm. And just, they'll be at home. And I know a lot of women, um, as a form of self-care, now they um, take more provocative photos and just, you know, try to love on their bodies a little bit. So, yeah, that's that's probably why you see a lot of, a lot of that going out. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Yeah. So Buy puts, your ladies some stuff, y'all, too. So this Podomo is good. Good? It's my, it's my first time having it. And it's a great cigar. Okay. What Mrs. is it at? Like a medium full? Or? It's just a full. Okay. Mrs. Iris, the the good thing about her is she knows her customers very well. Mm-hmm. So when she suggests some. cigars, they're, they're always on point, mm-hmm. you know, and that's great. Mm-hmm. So I already knew I was going to like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the, like, give us some, like, what's the notes on that? Like, what, is, what, are you, what flavors are you it's getting? It's smooth and kind of creamy. Okay. It's, uh, it is full, mm-hmm. not not earthy. No, <laughs> uh, the earthy ones, that's the ones that get me. It's a sun grown though, so it has a lot more flavor than the <coughs> other ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you're comparing that to um, some of the ones that would have the other Perdomos have. The other Perdomos, they okay. have, uh, this is a reserve. Mm-hmm. So I've had the reserve, but not the sun grown. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, typically most people had smoked the 10th anniversary, the mm-hmm. Connecticut Reserve, or the uh, Maduro. So, that, that, like you said, that's a little bit different from what we usually carry. Right. I don't know how anybody could smoke a Connecticut cigar. It's just ash. It's just too light. It's like smoking air. You don't taste nothing. nothing. Well, excuse my little Connecticut uh, smoking <laughs> self. <But laughs> my father does make a Connecticut that is great. Is great. I um I actually like the the Connecticut from um what is it called um over there where, where is it the no pr- the um, Perdomo um not the champagne you talking purple. about purple um purple Superfly oh, oh, I'm sure. oh yeah Superfly yeah. Connecticut is really good I've never had that Connecticut. yeah that's good no, that one in the um the <laughs> the cashmere is great to me too but I'm somebody who likes a little bit more mild to mm-hmm. to medium anyways so. That's not, you know. Mm. Uh, I mean, but but a lot of people who smoke more full, t- that tends to be their consensus about um, Connecticut's. But y'all are used to more full, so it's right. season, so it's like smoking paper really to y'all because mm-hmm. y'all are used to a little bit more full flavor. With the flavor. Mm-hmm. But people who tend to stay or who who tend to gravitate towards that like medium, um, 
a lot of times they have no problems with mm-hmm. milder Connecticut's. I do suggest when you start smoking, you start out on Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or flavor yeah, stick. Or, or yeah. Because we started on the flavor sticks. Yeah. yeah. And they kind of get you ready for like, for the full stick. For the man, for Howard yeah. Sling came all the way over to the grown man because he won't smoke a Maduro. <laughs> well, he do smoke. He smoke the medium though. Yeah. He'll smoke a Maduro um, <clears throat> if, if Padron. If it got to come down to, he will smoke yeah, a Maduro Padron. Yeah, Padron's a great stick too. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll smoke anything they make. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, so right, right. Now that I don't I, even get into smoking. <laughs> I started smoking about thirty-five years ago. My brother was a Marine, and he came home from wherever he was and he had been <coughs> he had smoked this cigar so when you start smoking he said man I've been in the bush he said it keeps the bugs off of me so we were sitting there talking outside and he lit up a cigar and we started smoking and um, I found out how relaxing it was and I started smoking and then being in the entertainment business this is before it became a big fad what they call the OGs in comic now, they were already smoking cigars and pipes. So that's why I ran with it. So had to fit in, you know, Rome doers to Rome. So I picked it up more and more. And then when Howard moved back, it was on and popping every day. Um, I got to smoking um, cigars because my mom, um, she has been working with um, Pipes and Pleasures since before we owned it. So she's been in the in the business for about 14 years now. Um, and so when she kind of got into this side of the business a little bit more, um, she would just, you know, bring home a little stuff like, just try this. You know, they gave me a whole bunch of stuff. Just try this. And so I would. Um, you know, just, just try different stuff, but I didn't get to learning, um, how to pick out flavors and stuff in the stick until I really started working in here and trying different stuff for myself, um, and smoking more of a variety mm-hmm. and, um, learning how to catch those notes on like your tongue and stuff like that. Um, so I got a little bit more serious about learning about it when I started working here, which was probably about two years ago now. So, yeah. I started out on the flavor because I like the, uh. The Jack Daniel stick. Mm. You know, I like that uh, flavor. And then mm. I just started trying. That was your first one, the yeah. Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. So my first one was the. Um, I think the first one I really liked and can remember was the Gurkha Green Reserve. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was that one was a was my favorite, and that and that one I liked because when I went to go do so I did a lot of the offsite stuff before I started um, in here, and um, it was easy to sell, and I liked the fact that I could sell. This, you know, the most expensive stick right. on the table, and I would sell almost the whole tray. So I liked that about it, and I was like, okay, I can do this. It's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And then I moved to like the acid cigars, and mm-hmm. now I don't do flavor sticks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, moved out, right. moved out of that phase. I prestige. <laughs> <laughs> and leave the label on. Right, leave the label on. Yeah. I'm mad at that. That's funny. Do you think you will ever try a cigar? Probably not. Probably not. Not even for a special occasion. Probably not. That's understandable. So has it has have you <coughs> ever felt um, I mean, pressure to <clears throat> ever try either either drinking or smoking? Oh, all the time. I was in the military. That's all they oh, do. Okay. Okay. But I am um, strong will, strong mind. I want people watching. Mm-hmm. I like watching people. Mm-hmm. I also think it's really interesting to watch people like slowly get out of their element mm-hmm. because of the substance. Interesting. So you get to analyze them and figure out, like, huh, 
This is who you really are. <laughs> right. So, it's, uh, at my wedding, we uh, took a picture of all of us smoking. And he was one that didn't have And he had a cigar, yeah, but it wasn't lit. So you see all this smoke yeah. in the air. Hey, it's so funny because I don't it's even think I noticed middle. that. I don't even think I noticed that at all. I tried to blend in. Tried to blend yeah. Yeah. Just blend it with the puff. Even when yeah. he had his child, I smoked a cigar for him. Yeah. Now he's smoking another one out here. Right. Yeah. Yes. 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 Congratulations. And when, when is the new baby coming? Like February time frame. February. February. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations. We will, we will be smoking on on your behalf. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> so are you, are you having a uh, gender reveal? It's going to be something small. Just trying to figure out exactly what it is. Now, we've been seeing all these crazy things. Oh, How y'all going to do it? We're just doing something simple. I play football, so we thought about just throwing a football into a play, doing it like in practice, mm -hmm. and just going to the touchdown. Boom. Yay. Celebrate. Boom. So do you keep throwing it until you hit it? What do you, what do you miss? Did somebody else get to throw it? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. I think <laughs> we're just going to let it out. Then. This I didn't think that far. We're, we're, just, we're, we're just going to roll with it, you know? Because yeah, they got those little confetti tubes. Yeah, these are things you want to scream about. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so, if you throw the football and it hits the ground, it's going to probably break. Because if it can break hitting the plate, then it can break hitting the ground. Right. right. So, so we think about just using it in the play, going for a touchdown, boom, celebrate. You know, like some type of grunt slam. Mm -hmm. you know, and oh, okay. And then go from there. Okay. So, but uh, really hoping for a, a boy. We need a boy in the Thompson <laughs> family. Yeah, because y'all got a girl. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we need a boy. So, so that would be great. I can't wait to buy little J's and stuff, you know. I, I go. I went out there and rolled the dice and hoping for the best, you know. <laughs> I did it for us, yeah. for the team. For the team, for the squad. <laughs> because all of them, as you heard, have girls. So they yeah. they trying to get a boy. All have girls. The, the one boy amongst amongst everybody. Right. I mean, it is lovely having girls too. Mm -hmm. It does open your eyes up to how you got. You can't always be rough mm -hmm. and tough. That's true. So that's true. Uh, I, I do like it. And I think a lot of men come to that that mm -hmm. um, understanding after, I hear a lot of guys say that after they have girls because they have to be a lot more delicate, you know, and how you they discipline. And, makeup on well, yeah, and even stuff. even just like, you know, how you talk to them and, you know, you, you talk to some little girls a little too tough and you're going to get tears, you know what I mean? And they're not going to respond to that. So they was like, you know, I had to dial back and figure out what mm -hmm. was best uh, best ways to handle the girls, you know. I just like it because it's crazy when you see a little child ask you questions that are so, like, common, but you overlook it. Mm -hmm. Like, the other day she asked me, what do giraffes eat? <laughs> and I was like, you would think this would be a very easy question, but I had to think about it. That's me, YouTube real quick. Right, so I had to Google it real <laughs> right, quick, right. and I was just like, but it's like, wow, you know, like, okay, cool. Yeah, common, so but not common. So you have to Google it real quick without her knowing? Right. So then she keeps that. My daddy knows everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> See, but she's getting so advanced because, you know, we have a Google house. So oh. now she's learning how to use Google on her own. Mm. So, she can ask questions and everything. Right. You know? So you will be sitting in the bedroom or something like that. You'll hear, hey, Google. <laughs> so, no, but it is cool. It opens your eyes up to a different side of life. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's just like, you know, we've never been a female. Mm -hmm. So, we don't even know what it's like. 
to see. Like, you know, we meet women, but we never saw them growing up. Like, what they come from, what they think right. about. Right. You know, you know how we were when we were kids and boys and how we've grown, but right. how did how the other side grow up? Right. So right. to be able to see that and be a part of it is it's pretty nice. Dope. That's what's up. So, I tell people that with, with girls trying to raise boys and, and vice versa. With men, like you guys raising your daughters, you know. A girl can't tell them, and I, I, I swear by this until I take my last breath. A woman cannot take a male child and teach him how to be a man. She can teach him how to treat a woman. But she's never had a hard dick at 15, 16 years old, not know what to do with it. <laughs> oh, oh, God. When my Mon- daughter. Yeah. Monty is an old man, so. He's kind of blunt. My daughter started her cycle. Oh, man. Her mother was at work. And I'm panicked. I mean, I'm running around, oh, God, what do I do? What do I do? My mom has passed already. And I'm calling her mom. I'm calling her other grandma. Nobody's having the phone. So I grab her and I run out the door. And I take her to my sister. And Angie's like, well, you calm down. Calm down. I'm like, oh, no, no. So I walked away. And Amber kept telling me, I know I got this, Dad. I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm panicking. Ooh. I smoked that day. I think I smoked about 13 cigars back to back. But I will. Oh, I panicked. And I had to explain that to my sister about her boys because her husband had died. Mm-hmm. And um, every everybody always says, a woman can teach a man how to be a man. No, she can't because mm-hmm. she has never done the things that boys do. Mm-hmm. And if there's a man in a, in a child's life, whether it's his uncle, his cousin, big brother, the man lives next door, whatever, if he's a decent person and he's trying to help you with that male child, you need to open up and let that man help you some. Mm-hmm. Because there's only so much a woman can teach a male about being a man. Right, right. Two plus two is four in any language. And somehow they come up with eight. They turn them into punks, sissies, or, or thugs all the time. Lord, Jesus. It's got pretty personal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. When people don't have their dad, the first thing they do is that the man doesn't have a dad around. He goes to the wrong side of the track most of the time. We don't judge here at Tips and Sips, though. You know, you can do that whatever you want. Yeah, whatever right. you want to teach yeah. your kid is what you want to teach him yeah. or her. <laughs> no, but that does remind me about that video that they said, like, you can't just teach your kids about the birds and the bees anymore. It's like right. the birds and the bees, the, the um, bees and the bees, the birds and the birds, the birds that want to be bees and bees that want to be birds. That's complex. Mm-hmm. Birds that identify as bees, but they still look like birds. Like, you know, they always just talk about how there's so many how different... How do you answer those questions? Right, you know? But I mean, I do hey, Google. Google. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, really, Let's though. Let's let Google raise our, our, our kids. Yeah. Man. <laughs> There's a lot of people letting iPads do it. It's, it's, it's like that. And that's interesting, too, because I think we always were raised where we can't be, you can't have so much entertainment, so much technology. You want to get out there and play. But then right. again, it's just like, I've seen her say things and do things where I don't even understand how she got it from. Yeah. Like, I think she I saw a ladder the other day. And she was just like, oh, look at that step ladder. And I'm just like. You've never like you're four. <laughs> I'm like, that's not beyond you, but we just didn't teach that to right. you. So it's just like, well, maybe it is, you know, helping out. Yeah. But it also lets you know how impressionable they are, too. Right, right. So that's my nephews. Um, they're, one of them is really into cars. One of them is really into trains. And um, 
they were their mom would let them like only watch you know of course educational things on there and like the um nursery rhymes and all that stuff um and one day like he you know just started tumbling talking like he his his just came all at once his speech and soon after that he would start calling out cars and I'll never forget it. He called on an Alfa Romeo. And we were like, we don't even know what that is. So come back and we find out that he's watching these like car, um, car little like videos on there. And an Alfa Romeo is a foreign car. Mm -hmm. And we were like, how do you know this <laughs> stuff? Like, but he can really identify Porsche. We were driving around in the hospital parking lot. And he was naming every single car as we were going up to the top of the, um, the uh, parking garage. And I was like, you know, like he knows the look, make my, all of it, all of it. And he got that from, you know, the, the iPad and like watching those videos. So it is definitely something that can be useful, um, you know, in education tools. But I, I think it's when you get away from monitoring so closely what they're watching and, you know, what they consume that it kind of is like, okay, be mindful. <clears throat> right. Because, you know, YouTube, they got some weird people on there. Yeah. Who will disguise them as, like, child videos. Right. And then We're, later, it'll switch to something exactly. that's way inappropriate. That's the crazy Mr. part. Rogers. The first 15 <laughs> minutes is, like, all child. And then out of nowhere, a quick little snip comes in as something crazy you never thought. Like, what? Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. They, that, that, uh... I don't even remember what it was called. Momo? Um, or something like that, that recently. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and it was like telling kids to do all this bad stuff, but it would yeah. start off as like a complete kids mm -hmm. video, and yeah. it looks normal and all that, and yeah, that, some weird stuff on there. But that's where uh, I think the dads, we're, I'm slowly mastering the art of walking in and just staring. <laughs> <laughs> Observing. That's probably one of the yeah. most annoying things. It, oh my god! In, in retrospect, but like I, I definitely understand it now. But like in retrospect, I used to just be like, you know, what are you? Can you get out? You know, like you you don't have nothing. You're not even. You're not saying nothing. They're like you come in and ask me how my day was. You just staring at me. Like okay. I do that a lot. <laughs> I walk into the room. I just stare. Just stare at Then like, I walk out. <laughs> we. I, I'm say telling you, we just be all. like. Okay, you know, like, all right. You're not hearing, like, he's weird. Yeah, like, that's what I was just thinking. That's crazy. But it keeps you on your toes, though. Right, right. And then when it comes to, like, daughters and for dads, I wouldn't even know what to do for disciplinary actions. Like, I have no idea. So I feel like as long as I keep doing that and you stay on the straight and narrow, hopefully. I don't have to figure out. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. You probably going to come. for life. So that knucklehead comes in and tells, tells her how pretty she is. Then she don't have nothing to do with you until he breaks her heart. And she wants you to go kill him. And then you're going to call us and we're going to go posse up with shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. You go, I mean, you're going to run into it probably before. I mean, but but kids are going to do things that kids do. You know what I mean? So you're going to probably run into some at some point that you might have to use, um, you know, a different form of this one that you're probably used to. But... I think it's I think it's just child to child because there are some girls who you know obviously are a little bit tougher have a little thicker skin they grew up with brothers or whatever, um, but I say I, I just think it's like listen to your kid you know what I mean like listen to your kid and, and you you know what's best for your child so you know what I mean when it comes down to that split moment decision you're gonna do what what's, what you think is best anyway so yeah. I worry, don't worry about too much. You know what I mean? It's going to come to that moment. And if you feel like you did overboard, usually what happens, they come back. You know, you might have to apologize. And parents, don't be above that, okay? Because you can be wrong, too. But some parents, I do feel like, should 
get into that of like you know when you overreact and you have your moment to think about it go back and give them context then you know apologize for your overreaction but still it stress the importance of what you said though I feel like society has changed parenting though oh definitely uh, I call it uh, MOA Mothers of America they've changed the way <laughs> things are of what we can and cannot do not you know? that you have your own so why do you think it's the mothers? <clears throat> no, I just feel like it's, it's the ones that you usually see overreacting or doing something to... I mean, because most guys, I feel like the way that we're disciplined, like, we just, like, look back on it and be like, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, even though it may have been way overboard, yeah. I'll still look at it now and I'm like... Yeah, it's valid. Yeah. You know, but now it's just like, no, someone's going to jump in and be like, no. Yeah. Some, you know, some super parents going to jump in with their cape and be like, you can't do that. You know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and nine times out of ten, it's usually not a dad doing that. Mm -hmm. It's usually not some dad jumping over there like, no. You can't stop do it. it. Right. You right. know? And it may not be anything crazy because I do understand some stuff is just wow. Right, right. But, like, then again, there are some children we see now where, like, you should have been. Smacked up a little bit more, yeah. you know. I mean, but I, it was I, that I super mom that jumped in with the cape that may have stopped it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still believe in whoopings and you know what I'm saying, like, um, com like you know, communal raising because I think that's the other element is like when when we were growing up, ain't no village no more. Yeah, like I I that's had true. the same rules, the same that was a, a conversation we always had before I left. The same rules that applied in my house. You know what I mean? And how you would behave in front of me should be the same that you, you know, respect that you give anybody else when you go over there. And if you decide to step out of that, well, now you got two people you're going to deal with because you, you know, you you are where you are. And I've given them permission to handle it. You know what I'm saying? You know? And now, granted, I was a good kid, so I didn't get whooped and stuff, but, you know. <laughs> See, that's what I mean by the difference between disciplinary actions and stuff like that. However, are whoopings even allowed anymore? Are they legal? I mean, they're illegal, but you, I mean, people, but like you kids. said, you have. You said you would? I don't want my Cape kids. parents who, you know, think that that is abuse. Like, I, I think if, you know, your kid acted up and you whipped them on the behind with a belt or you spanked their hands, like, that's one thing. But if you, you know, beating the kids, that's a totally different element. But I don't think that it's so outlandish to think that, like you said, a kid, you know, might need a spanking sometimes. Like, it's mm -hmm. not something you should it should be your everyday go-to because they also get desensitized to that as well. Right. You know what I mean? So it should not be your first, you know, level of discipline that you exercise. You know, that should be something that I feel like should be reserved for those more extreme situations um, or, you know, what you feel is a more extreme situation. I believe in hitting them where it hurts, like turn the Wi-Fi off right. <laughs> or uh, take the tablet away. But you also you know have those new ways, like you said, mm -hmm. there's, it's, I mean, it's changed. So what we're doing is changed. Okay, you know, we used to go outside. So they would put you on punishment. You can't go outside. Well, these kids don't want to go outside. Now send them outside now, huh? They you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't want to. So you either send them outside or, like you said, you take away those other elements. So it does make it kind of easier that you don't necessarily have to whoop your kids these days because mm -hmm. there are other things that they're interested in. Because that hurts more away. sometimes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because they want to be in contact with their friends and all that stuff. Yeah. So you don't always necessarily have to resort to that. But um, I don't. But I don't think, like, I'm not one of those people who be like, yeah, don't with your kids. So we no, are, somebody, like we you are <laughs> early 30s. Mm -hmm. How do you feel, Lonnie? I think, <laughs> I think you should whoop that. <laughs> I got my ass beat every day of my life until I was 19. 
and then I got it once a week. My mother was about five foot tall, and my mother wasn't scared of nobody. She would jump a kid's ass no matter where she was. Church, <laughs> the store, wherever she was at, if any kid got out of line, my mother was the mother who whooped the kid's ass and then whooped the parents' ass too. <laughs> but nowadays, mm-hmm. when my we start having kids, my mom's grandkids. Mm-hmm. She was all easy on my youngest brother Haji. He used to get away with shit. I'm like, that was us. She was the beat the shit out of us. Well, you know, I, I don't, I don't do that anymore. I'm like, why ain't this a bitch? <laughs> but now you think before you act. And my mother mm-hmm. told us this before she died. She says, well, you don't make decisions off emotions. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, all right. the nasty because I got was because you was mad. <laughs> Your emotions were up high. <laughs> No. But I do believe the kids should get their ass whooped. <laughs> I believe I believe the kids should get their ass whooped once a week for GP, not for general. For person. GP, not <laughs> for the GP. Can you explain to listeners who don't know what what GP is? Please. GP means general principal. But in my house, it meant for Jen Perry because my mama's name was Jen, and she whooped ass. I thought it was for good points. <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> That's ten points right there. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't think every kid needs to be beat. Right. Um, my son. When I would say you look like Andre, perfect kid. Never, never gave anybody any problems or anything. You know, if he was mad, I remember one time he was mad. One time he said, "Oh, you're getting on my nerves." I said, "What?" He said, "Not being disrespectful, but." You're really working my nerves. <laughs> and I started laughing because his, his mom's like, yeah, I said, man, that's funny as hell to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was just funny. I mean, you know, my, they weren't bad. I, I can I got a nephew. Oh, my goodness. He, he, <laughs> oh, my one nephew. He needs his ass. And he's 30-some years old. He needs his ass. I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, I, I do commend, though, um, the, the younger parents um, for exploring other styles of parenting, though. I, I do commend them on that. Um because that's not always obviously easy and I do feel like you know just because it's what's in place doesn't mean that was always what was right so them trying to you know figure out better ways to affect the kids without having to necessarily like I said jump to whoopings to be the first line of or solution is kind of cool to me and also really the conversation around like mental health um is becoming a lot bigger which is great because um they're catching a lot more stuff that you know kids acting out of school it doesn't just resort to oh he's just bad you know what i mean it's it's now we're having conversations of okay well what are you feeling that's making you get to this point so that you don't necessarily have to deal with that either so that's kind of cool um it's something that i saw a lot of like when i was teaching um that the younger parents are starting to try to use different methods which which is great because not every kid is you know like you said the same you had kids that are you know cool you don't got to do all that and then there's kids that every now and again you got to remind them you know but I think it's good for them to start listening to their kids and just and figuring out who their kids are as well. But I don't believe in being no damn kids' parent, uh, uh, friend, though. Oh, uh, I don't believe in that either. But. <laughs> big difference. Don't talk to me like I'm your homeboy. Mm-hmm. Are whoopings based on demographics, though? No, I think everybody. I think everybody. Their kids. Yeah, I think everybody whooped their kids to now, a certain we, I mean, to a we certain talk point. We talking about demographic. We know black folks believe in whooping ass. But I'm saying we. Some demographics need to invest in that method. <laughs> and that's what I'm just saying, though. But, like, I remember that, like, and the reason why I say, like, society has changed things is because that video that came out a while ago with that black mom had uh, went to the school because the teacher kept calling her son. And her son's, I think, in elementary school. Uh-huh. And she brought him out lunch and whooped him in front of the teacher. And then children started to took her child and all her other children away from her. 
because of that. Shit. Is that where she snatched my out of the lunchroom? Right. I, okay, so I saw that. I did not know that that was what came of that. Okay. So she lost her children because of that. Mm-hmm. But see, I think that's that's an, I'm, it's, it's a fine line, especially when you are in that position of teacher. Um, so I used to teach. And it is a very fine line um, when you're in that position of making that decision on behalf of a child. Um, but it's one, it's one of those things, too. Again, get to know the people that you are working for um, or providing that service to because... You can tell the ones that, like, clearly, you know, your kid is turned up. Like, you probably do got to whoop him a little more, more often. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's right. not something, if he's coming in with bruises and, you know, he's he's scared of you, then that would be a situation where I'm like, okay, there's something else. Or, you know, that whooping is not just a whooping, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like it is difficult being in that position because you have to decipher when is a good time to step in and when it's not. But also, like you said, the demographic was different. And so for, you know, some Caucasian people, they look at that as like, you know, unseen, don't touch your kids, da 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 But for us, culturally, that is something that we're used to seeing, you know, and used to being a part of. So we're not so quick to react to a child getting a spanking, you know. So it, it's it's difficult when you're, you know, on, on that side of things. I like to see somebody whoop their kids' ass. <laughs> I do. My so we mother, know Ramonti stands on My the mother book. came to school for my brother Wayne twice. I don't know why he didn't learn the first time. We were going to Oakland Park. Never forget it. This was on my second term in the fourth grade. I had so much fun. Had so much fun. No, it's picking it up on the mic. Oh. <laughs> I had so much fun the first time I had to take that fourth grade over. But anyway, me and Wayne were in the, we were in different <laughs> classrooms and he had did something and my mom came to the school and whooped his ass. Mm-hmm. Out in the hallway but the teacher was standing there. You know that teacher had to take off for a whole week because she was traumatized. Girl. And then Just say you want time off, sis. Then <laughs> we're in the fifth grade at a different school. Mm-hmm. I moved from the fourth grade to the fifth, y'all. So, um, and he had took one of my dad's buckshots to school. Oh. And he threw it at this girl, hit her in the head. My mom comes to school. And it was funny because my cousin Tab said, hey, one of y'all in trouble. I said, what you talking about? He said, I saw one Jen down in the office. I said, what that mean? He said, she got on a moo-moo, a head rag, and some flip-flops. Oh, she was ready. So she came to whoop ass, and you should have seen me straighten up, buddy. I was a genius that day because I thought she was coming for me, but she came for Wayne and whooped his ass. Then came to my class, but I didn't do anything that week. But uh, that week. after that, that week. after that, we had no problem. My mom didn't have any problems out of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to set the example, mm-hmm. and I think my mom did go overboard a couple times, but, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, you realize that in retrospect, probably yeah, after but the situation, but... the thing of it is, my mama had so many kids she raised. Mm-hmm. You know, she used to tell me all the time, I got one on my hip, one on my leg, one on my belt, all the time. Mm-hmm. She said, you got time for all that stuff, you know? And you learn by example. Right. So, it gets easier as you get along, you know? But, you know, it's just like the... Um, What's that commercial they had about the first kid? Now they take care of the first kid mm-hmm. all gentle. The mm-hmm. next kid, they tossing the kid in the shower with the right. other parent and stuff. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, By the third, they don't be like, okay, yeah. you, you got yourself. Yeah. Your yeah. siblings got you yeah. for real. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to uh, jump into a say where I had something I wanted to talk about. About, uh, it's called fear. Facing your fears was on my mind. So we need to conquer your fears and face your fears. The best way I feel to deal with fear is to face it. 
When you're going through a rough patch in your life, don't run or hide from it. Face it and know that hard times are only temporary. For example, the animal, the bison, will turn and walk towards a snowstorm rather than going with the wind because instinctively it knows that walking into the storm, it will get out of, out of, of the weather quicker. Okay, our problems and fears are only temporary and we should learn to conquer our fears instead of running from them. And that was on my mind because I read something today and, and I thought about that. And I thought about, I used to be terrified of like spiders or all kind of stuff, you know, insects, mice. I used to be terrified, you know. Then I got a job where I have to deal with them every day. Mm -hmm. So that's how I conquered that fear. Now I'm not scared of that at all. You know, I, I used, you know, I uh, could never see myself touching the dead body or anything. Yeah, and then I was, I was, I was a uh, transporter for a while. You know, I did the same thing as mom for oh, a yeah. while. I didn't know yeah. that. Okay. So I've always conquered my fears by directly facing them. You know, and I think that's that's a problem with a lot of people is they run it and they hide from their fears mm -hmm. instead of facing them. You know, Ashley and I were talking about this the the other day. You are not born with fear. That's right. You're only born with, with two things, right? Yep. Noises. Was, yep, loud noises and um, like falling. And the fear of falling. Yep. But you, but everything else is a learned behavior, mm -hmm. you know. So you learn to be scared of stuff. You're not born with that. So, so just a quick quick question for you. Um, it, it, do you think that... Um, like phobias then are are a real thing or is that do you think that's just something where they have an, an extreme fear that they can't that an you know, extreme they fear faced? that's hard for them to conquer mm -hmm. but i think it can be conquered okay. you know, I, I think, think a phobia is because you're not born with that fear right right yeah so i think it can be conquered. i'm not gonna lie though y'all my fear of spiders were not happening <laughs> <laughs> that is a phobia and I'm, I'm sticking to it i am sticking to it because i'm never not gonna be scared of them mm -hmm. i'll never hold one Never. Well, I ain't trying to hold no spider or nothing like that. Mm. What you, I mean, because well, that's no, it. Well, I'm a contract killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I that's one that's one phobia. I don't think I'm gonna ever get over. But I do agree though that you should absolutely face your fears, um, and, and uh, face them head on too. Because so I've been doing that. So have any of you had a fear that you feel you have conquered? Or you are in the process of, of getting over. I know some people are terrified of water, mm. mostly black people. But uh, I ain't never been scared of water. I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> I respect it. I respect the water. I used to be scared of fire and rats mm. and death. I ain't scared of nothing but three of them. But the older you get, the less you fear death anyway. You're going right. to have to do it anyway. Because you know it's coming. Mm -hmm. It is coming. Mm -hmm. You know. And then. Um, after my mom died, I wasn't, I ain't been scared of nothing after my mom died. Well, I haven't lost the rock of my life, so it's just me by myself out here now, so I gotta do what I gotta do. Mm -hmm. But I got siblings. But um, that's it. I conquered all mine. What about you, Chaz? That's what I was thinking about. I'm not sure. Um, I think just being in the Marines, I've conquered a lot of stuff just because you don't know what you don't know. I think a lot of people fear the unknown. Mm -hmm. It's just like a lot of people don't like change because obviously change is whatever's on the other side of change is the unknown. Mm -hmm. It's right. like, oh, I'm not going to do that because mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen if I do. Right. Um, but I do think fear can be brought on by the unknown and trauma. Yeah. 
Definitely trauma. And I'm pretty sure if you were traumatized by spiders as a kid, you're probably going to have a fear <laughs> of spiders growing up. <laughs> so, I mean, stuff like that. But yeah. me personally, um, no. Mm. I don't know. I, I think a lot of stuff has been mostly like probably the fear of failure. Mm-hmm. I usually don't dive into things if I don't think that I can come out being successful. Mm-hmm. And I think pretty much a lot of things I've done, like I've I have a lot of certificates for things that I don't even do. Like I, I can operate a crane and. That's the marine thing. Cause marines don't give stuff. a shit. They'll do any damn thing. Right. They so, don't care. I got two brothers marines and they will do any damn thing just because they crazy ass marines. <laughs> but that is respect training though. I mean, yeah, that's what they train you. Know? That is part of your training. Like, I think the, I think my fear for a lot has been fighting because, I got. My butt kicked as a kid a lot. <laughs> I just gotta get better at this. <laughs> I was like, man. So I never get this. Taekwondo. I think that was it. I'll never forget over there by the old flea market. We were sitting there, and um, my brother and his friend, and I was out there. We're, they were just playing basketball, and I was just out there just doing whatever. I was throwing rocks at this kid, and this kid got hit by a rock that I threw went and grabbed his brother and came back. And I was bigger than the kid, so that's why he grabbed his brother. Uh-huh. So I'm out there. Brandon is protecting me, but in the same sense, I get it. He's like, bro, if I protect you forever, you're never going to learn. So, yeah. so, like, he let me go, and then, like, I looked around and just, like, <laughs> took booked off. it. Took I off. booked it. <laughs> and that kid had, caught me. <laughs> I, had, I had a trip two kids who was, who, who was chasing me. <laughs> <You know>? Go. <laughs> Obviously, I lost, and then um, just realizing, like, yeah, this this can't be life. And then I remember being in the Marines, like, uh, part of your boot camp training, they threw you in an octagon with some other Marine, and you can see them whispering in that guy's ear, like, whatever. And you're like, what's he telling him? And then some guy whispers in your ear, like, you better go over there and beat his butt, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, but they're telling the same guy. He's probably telling me, so I don't have a choice. Right. You know? Right. But that's what it's all about, facing your fears. Mm-hmm. And just going in their head first, so. So, Ashley, will you ever go over your, over your fear of spiders? Um. You can do it, Ashley. Uh, I mean, because here's the thing. I really do like outdoors. Like, I just could do without all the bugs. Um, so, I guess I would have to get over them. It, in, in, like, that sense, I'm okay with seeing them from a distance. But, like, as soon as it starts moving or look, making any sudden movements, you're going to see me, like, you know what I mean, 10 yards from you, like, in a drop of a dime because I'm not standing there to see what it's going to do. So, you must have tried to kill the spider one time and you missed. No. And then you couldn't find it. You know what? Um, no, you know he comes back and never, he's like... You know you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got your ass now. I um, I never, I just never liked them. I've never liked the way they look. I've never liked the way they like move when they when they walk. I I've never liked anything about them. And and I used to like you know pick up worms and you know insects and stuff when I was younger. You picked up worms. Yeah. One of the few girls I know to mess with worms. Yeah, I used to like mess with worms. We had this little uh like playground that was like mulched in and so we would dig up the mulch and you know there's hella worms out of there so we would uh pick up the worms and just you know be throwing doing random stuff with them, them apart. i know i ain't never pull them <laughs> apart i used to just throw them and you know play with them but uh I, but spider was the only bug that i can ever recall like just straight out being just like scared of for no i guess real reason at all but um other than that though i mean i'm in the midst of conquering some fears um 
definitely change. Um, I'm trying to move, of course, as everyone knows, to um, Texas. So that's a that's a big change, and that would be my first time living um, that far away from my family. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge change, and it's something that is really scary for me um, because I always had this like irrational these irrational fears of. Um, like when I moved that something was going to happen and I can't get home mm. to, you know, whatever it is. So, um, and solo travel. Like I, I really want to get more into solo travel as well. And that's something that I was kind of fearful of just for the safety aspect of it, obviously being a woman and in the current climate as well. Um, but that, and then um, just really, um, and I don't, I don't even know if I would call this a fear, but I'm, but I'm definitely getting, um, more firm on the things that I'm like standing for and believing in and, mm-hmm. and not letting those be altered or, or um, wavered um, based on the thought of like this group of people isn't going to like me I'm not going to fit into this group because that's not the idea um, you know that they right. side with or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah just just some of those little you know personal fears and I'm getting over them though I'm getting over them and I want to skydive too so I'm afraid of heights mm-hmm. but I am going to skydive um, and yeah so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I, I might pass out on the way down or something, but you know, hopefully I make it out. But I'm gonna do it though. I did say I want that's something I really want to do um, for a 30th birthday kind of deal for myself um, to do something daring like that. As... I'll be there supporting you 100 <laughs> percent from the ground. To right the ground. I ain't jumping out of no plane. It ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want to do it. They said y'all did it right. Mm-hmm. How, and we how was your, once. How was your experience? What was your experience like? It was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it? What, ten thousand feet in the air? Yeah. yeah. It, it was tandem skydiving. Okay. Yeah, I want to. I, I, well, I, I never didn't know that there was different heights, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely uh, excited. You know, a lot of my friends have been going recently, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I decided on that. So hopefully, the plan is, hopefully they got like skydiving in Aruba. Um, and that would be really lovely if I could do that. But um, yeah, that's what I would like to do. Cool. So you're ziplining and all that stuff too? Ziplining is cool. That actually, I, that doesn't bother me too much. It's the climbing up the um, the like post to get up to the platforms because they're usually like Way those la- yeah those Way ladders that are like built into the tree. And so if the tree is that long, like tall, you know, you could feel it. Like it, it definitely oh, waves. Right. Yeah. So that was that part is the scariest part. Exactly like a high ropes course before, and the same thing. The trees you could feel it when they're swaying or when you're on that platform. That was the scariest part for me and climbing up there. But once you get up there and you're hooked on and you know like you're secure and safe, I don't really. I'd be like, okay, that's cool. But it's just getting up there and like not trying not to look down, like you know. But I ain't scared of heights, but I ain't doing that stupid shit. <laughs> I like extreme activities though. Do you? So. And anything that's, that's something like, like that. I like something where you can almost get messed up, but not completely. <laughs> you know, right? I, like, I like the thrill. Little, you like a little danger in there, too. Yeah. a little hint just of danger. Run, just run down down Main Street in Bexley. No, <laughs> <laughs> just take off running down there. You can almost real get dangerous. Messed up. Yeah, <laughs> and they ain't gonna catch you anyway. Oh, that's a black man. I think I'll try anything once. I will try most things once. Is there anything that, you, that you're scared of, right? Like, or that you're working through or that you want to I conquer really have, in the future? I feel like I've conquered all my big fears. So does anybody have that fear of 
being like the last person in the hallway that you turn the light off? Nah, I'm not scared of the dark at all. Dark. Well, why does it really feel like demons are chasing me? I like, used to I have, have that fear. Like, like somebody just going to come does. out of nowhere and start chasing me. I used to have <laughs> that. this little thing Oh, on the yeah. Side. Oh, my So, my grandma in her, in her old house in the basement, she had this little. And the, the, the basement was big, and we had this TV, and the TV was in front of this little cubby hole that we don't even know what was back there because we nobody ever <laughs> looked back there and and me and Chad he's always had this thing where we just in there playing the game and one of us come out missing because <laughs> of that something to come out there and just grab us real quick we, <laughs> but we lived there for so long and nobody ever looked back there to this day we don't know what was back there <laughs> it was just weird. It's creepy. Yeah. It's eerie. Yeah. It'd be, so. it'd be like that. That that turning off the hallway like though. I think I, that's everybody's first fear. Like yeah. <laughs> everybody's scared of the dark when they little. Like you, you try to leave basement. other lights on and lead up to that space so it's still kinda lit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and as you going up you kinda you kinda peek behind your back a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but <just> I always <laughs> But the way I got over that I always thought to myself, what if I look back and there is somebody behind me? Like <laughs> then what? Then what? You, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and pray, hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Make sure you can outrun him. Right. Uh, or push Jazz down. <laughs> <laughs> Save yourself. <laughs> that was for, for that time that you had to trip the kid. Every man for himself. Yeah. That's cool. Well, uh, thanks, Chaz, for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate really it. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, and this is people. Tips and Sips Podcast. You can find us on a, on a Spotify, Instagram at Tips and Sips underscore podcast. Yes, uh, we're also on Apple Podcasts. And we're live from Pipes and Pleasures. 4244 East Main Street. Yeah. So until next weekend, thanks for listening. See you guys. <laughs>